0: You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number one hundred and forty-three, side B. As in boy. As in bad ass. Doing the things you love today and the things you loved yesterday. This is side B, so we will be talking about the things you might have loved yesterday. My name is Sebastian Longfingers, and I am joined by a swirling mass of confusion. Cabbage I love cabbage and nipples mahoney.
1: I love cabbage on my nipples.
0: And things just got
1: weird. (laughs) This is a side B
2: episode. 143 episodes. No, of course not.
1: This moment right here where things got weird.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Of course, on side B, we are going to talk about a movie from yesteryear. And this week we are talking about Hell Comes to Frogtown. A 1988 film starring Rowdy Roddy
2: Piper. Oh, yeah.
0: And we will, of course, answer our Give Me Five question of the week.
2: Yes. So, spoiler warning again. This is a review show. We are going to spoil a movie, but there's a pretty good chance that we are not going to spoil this movie any more than the people that made it. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah yeah just uh, <laughs> just be aware you'll see You'll yeah uh, if we are talking about something you have not watched yet and you plan on watching it you know what it's probably actually fine to <laughs> just listen to us then watch it listen to us and then decide not to watch it but whatever however you want to do it let's do this hell comes to frog town I am ready I'm ready let's do this shit let's
0: do this shit as Nipples Mahoney says.
2: <laughs> Not sure why we ended up giving each other fake names, but I like it. Oh.
0: Yeah, we just, yeah. Anyway, Hell Comes to Frogtown was released in January of 1988. Directed, written, and a bunch of other stuff by Mr. Donald G. Jackson. Oh, yeah. stars Roddy Piper, Sandal Bergman, and sec Varel. Is that how that's pronounced?
2: I think it was like Sesh or something.
0: Sesh Varel. I'm not Hesh. sure. I think John it was Sesh Varel. Okay, Sesh Kesh Varel. Me outside, how about that? There you go. cash <laughs> Varel me outside. The <laughs> movie is available on 2 for free. And Shutter. Shudder, um, as I wrote, so worth it, because I so cherish my Shudder account, and you will too. Uh,
2: yeah, I watched it, and I will talk about this, I'm sure. I watched it on the last drive-in version of it, which is a Shutter show that they do. If you guys know, the last drive-in from, I guess, the 80s and 90s? Yeah, where, with Joe Bob Griggs. Yes, yeah, he so is coming to the Enzian in, in like September or October. Oh, no shit. Yeah, which I would love to go see, but we'll Maybe. see. Yeah, uh, but either way, it's it, he talks about various parts of the movie, and then they play parts of it and whatever. They do play the whole movie, but he is a little wordy, but it's definitely worth watching because he knows he's been writing about horror movies and these type of horror movies for years. So he talked about – there was so much information and made the movie more interesting than it actually was. Uh, so go on, Jimmy. Jim.
0: Yeah, looking forward. Did you call me Jimmy Jim? That's what my mom calls me.
2: Really? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't mean to call you that. I I didn't actually call you that. Thanks,
0: Mom. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll hear it when I edit it. After a worldwide nuclear war (laughs) where 68% of the male population was wiped out and... Feral men become a rarity. This is hard to talk about because this whole movie centers around Roddy Piper's penis. That's true, and
1: and I can't believe that they didn't just up that one percent. Yeah, that for this movie, the sixty-nine percent. Yeah, there there is no reason that that should not have been sixty-nine percent of the male population.
2: Well,
0: Sam Hill
2: as well.
1: This is based on a true story
2: as you'll learn when they start talking about the frog people. So maybe they were trying to be accurate. Maybe.
0: Oh, <laughs> Shamhell Hell is a scavenger and a highly virile man, and he is uh, assigned to help rescue a group of fertile women kidnapped by humanoid frogs. So he he can signed sign the contract? <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is not fake. <laughs> it exists.
2: Okay, let, let's do better, our usual forward. thing here. Yep. Our uh, initial thoughts. Uh, yet another movie I'd never heard of mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Uh, which is weird because usually when there's a wrestler or someone who's not normally an actor that play that's in a movie, I tend to hear about it. Or boobs. Eh, not so much boobs. But uh, frog Damn people. Damn liar. Frog people, I tend we to be. We
0: talk about frogs a lot on this, motherfucker.
2: We have talked about frogs. Far, <laughs> uh, I don't know why. It's weird, man. This past two months has been like all frogs all the time. Uh, this movie has been described as a samurai frog spaghetti western. And, sure.
0: Okay. And that, yes.
2: Yeah. And that is exactly what it is. Uh, and it's weirder than that. And it is exactly why I do this kind of podcast. Yeah. Weird shit like this.
0: I'd have to say my thoughts on it were Mad Max, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Turbo Kid.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: I got, well, I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but there was the, one of the characters strongly reminded me of another character from a movie that we did that I picked. Um, You remember the frog lady from Ice Pirates? Yeah. Mm Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 female uh, female frog dancer in this movie strongly reminded me of Ice Pirates, and I felt a lot. I felt that this movie had a lot of similarities to Ice Pirates as well.
0: Ass pirates,
1: that too. Tingling in Rob's
2: nether regions whenever he saw oh, yeah. frog ladies dancing on the screen.
0: Rubbing cabbage on his nipples.
2: Now there was there was quite a few things to unpack <laughs> at the beginning of this movie because it is, of course, an apocalyptic movie. <laughs> And also a frog movie, and it, it's it kind of gets cut into those two things where you start off and you there's like this whole like fertile thing, and there's a whole lot of Roddy Roddy Piper's genitals getting shocked. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a whole lot.
0: <laughs> oh, there sure is. His time as a wrestler trained him well. His his for... genitals
2: were actually a co-star, I believe. Yeah, they were yeah, like in this Star robotic Credit. chastity belt. Um, yeah and every time he would get aroused when he shouldn't be aroused it would they would shock him <laughs> the the shocker device was on this one the woman like his handler i guess on her earring and she would like press this button
1: well, well i don't uh, think it, i don't think it was when he was aroused i think she was just using it to torture him like it didn't well, that too but, because he yeah. was he was going at it with the colonel and then nothing happened until she came out and was like how dare you i'm going to
2: yeah yeah it was very, very interesting, and I'm, I am don't know if I'm putting this into modern times. I'm like, well, what is this director trying to say? And then I did – I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. It's always weird when you watch a movie and you can determine what the the director's fetishes are based on the movie. And, like, I got a very strong Infidian. fetish vibe. No, I did not get the <laughs> amphibian one. Like, you know, like we I think we discussed this in terms of uh Quentin Tarantino where like uh, he clearly likes feet. Uh I got a very strong vibe of a liking uh what is it called? The like the the stern librarian. Yeah, like yeah. the stern librarian like then you know letting her hair down and unbuttoning her shirt and like doing that whole thing and because there's a lot of that in this movie and then I looked at some of the history of the other movies with a little bit of BDSM yeah a little little, bit and and I knew nothing about the director and then I looked at some of his other movies and I was like yep totally his thing so we'll we'll get into that as well like femdom submission kind of stuff Uh, like the, the straight laced like frigid girl like opening up and yeah there, there's a little bit of that. And there's a crazy story about this dude. I don't, maybe I should just do it now. Should I do it now?
0: Fuck it. Yeah, of course, we're talking Here's about Donald G. Jackson. Yep. Greg, go
2: ahead. So one of his other movies is uh, Rollerblade, like the one that they eventually remade. And the a strange improvised conception about a roller skating nuns with healing powers trying to bring order to love and love back to a ravaged, brutal world. So very stern, rollerblading nuns. By the way, the back of the package of the movie has um, naked women on it. The original one uh there's also a guy the guy that, that wrote it is a guy named randall frakes and he made a movie in which uh he, he did editing experiments when he was younger and he did a thing with a very straight-laced sophomore girl uh coming back to her bedroom in a tennis outfit and I got her to lie on the bed and had her slowly massage her calves and thighs. Okay. Cause she was like sore from playing tennis. All right. She, he then also shot other footage with a different girl who had very similar body touching herself more erotically. This is from an interview with him indicating masturbate, indicating masturbation, basically showing her getting naughtier and he edited it together to make it seem like it was the same person. And he showed it to his male friends and they never expected it was two different people. They could not believe that I'd gotten such a straight a straight-laced classmate to touch my touch herself on camera. That's when he realized that he wanted to get into film. He was 14 years old when he did that. Wow.
1: <laughs> Fuck.
2: Well that yeah. I was around 14 years old when I made that masturbating movie. I was following in Spielberg's path, but <laughs> getting a little <laughs> into Russ Meyer territory. <laughs> I was like, I read that today, and I was like, it's inappropriate, but it needs to be said. This guy in college became really good friends with the dude named James Cameron, and helped write, him. and helped write the Terminator. And we'll get to that later, I think. So, well, let's let's talk about the movie here. Sorry, I, I, I Did went. Did he write I the think. scene where the Terminator folded in half and filleted himself? I believe that was definitely his part. Oh, okay. Except he did it where the Terminator starts off as a 15 year old tennis player. Okay, yeah, Jesus. and then he goes
1: back in time and fillets himself. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> okay, so Jimmy, uh, what 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 brought you to this movie? What what uh, do what do you, you want to talk about?
0: Man, um, I was just flipping through okay. weird movies on um, on the on my smart TV and I saw that Roddy Piper was in this and I watched the trailer and I said, that movie looks like a big old pile of shit. (laughs) Um, We
1: should watch it.
0: (laughs) uh, You know, over. Yeah. I I picked this over the movie. I I had initially picked and that was shocker, which maybe I should have stuck with. No,
1: (laughs) there's so much more to say about this. I yeah. actually enjoyed this movie. I mean,
0: <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was it was fun. Um, yeah. You know, I, I. God bless Roddy Piper. I mean, he was in They Live. He was absolutely fantastic in that. And and when I saw he he was playing kind of a, a badass in, in this movie and there were frog people involved, I said, sign me up, man. This looks like a, a really <laughs> fun one to talk about. And I think it will be. Hmm. Um. And and Roddy Piper is dressed like a a dirty Lost Boy, like a dirty vampire from The Lost Boys in it, which is just even better. Um. It's got
1: the Roddy Piper hair. Oh, it's feathered. Like... Perfect all the time. <laughs> yeah. It looks I like it looked like a like a guy from like a '90s grunge band. A little bit. Yeah. He looked. It it looked like a really had the like where Steven like. We're like feathers
2: out, yeah, like like almost like you've been wearing a baseball hat for most of the day. Uh, so it starts off like typical, you know, you've got your your people wearing full masks and and they're walking in the desert and they have like their own like little language because I I I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't the the Frog Town. I just thought that was going to be the name of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was an actual giant frogs. So it really starts off as like this post apocalyptic Mad Max esque type movie. Yeah, with and, a and little it does bit switch. With a little bit of a like, uh, what was that movie about? The uh, was it Children of Man? Children of Men? Like, oh no, no one's having babies, so we need these like fertile dudes. And then I was like, okay, this is now turning into some sort of like sex thriller where this guy is is oh woe is me, I have to impregnate all of the the nubile, uh, you know, apocalyptic women. And it's every teenage kid's wet dream, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm trapped here in the desert with nothing but naked women with machine guns. And and I have to impregnate all of them. Yeah. And then it gets weird. And the- <laughs> yeah, because that's not the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because they do like the, the the camping scene was where it started getting a little awkward, I thought. Where, like, the, the the handler woman, we mentioned this, comes out of the tent and, like, basically starts taking off her clothes for some reason, only to, like, torture him, I guess. I guess she, what was she doing? She was trying to, like, seduce she, him to get his sperm count up
0: or something? She was trying to keep him in a state of arousal. So when you said earlier that the kind of shock collar goes off when he gets aroused, it's no, they're, they're kind of trying to keep him aroused the whole time so that he's ready mm-hmm. to, uh, to at, at any time, um, let's just say perform. So she's cool. out there. She does this really like, like robotic kind of dance where she's kind <laughs> of playing up the whole, like, like you said, like the school teacher kind of thing, just discovering her bad side or whatever. But at that point, she's just, quote, doing her job.
2: And
1: she looks so awkward doing it. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the point. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: It's, yeah. It definitely is.
2: I wrote, uh, that dance, I may never be aroused again, is my exact. Rob started shaking it. There it is. We'll fix you. There you there go. go. I guess my very next note I guess very I soon after cabbage. that. <laughs> apparently the frog people show up soon thereafter because my next note is let's remake Mad Max with frog people. So I guess I wasn't that right. Uh I wasn't that wrong rather. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so there was that whole situation with the, the dancing uh There's awkwardness. What, one of the, the the
0: scenes that I mean, aside from the whole damn movie that made me go, Okay, this movie knows what it's what it is uh is where there's just a, a very brief shot of one of the frog people sitting at the bar and he's reading The Frog Prince.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was
0: very, to me, Evil Dead 2, where Ash places the book the Farewell to Arms on top of the bucket. That contains his hand. It yeah. contains his hand <laughs> that he chopped off with a chainsaw. And there's a chainsaw in this movie Uh as well. So the the frog people in this aren't just stupid. Yeah, you know, they know what they're doing. Um they're holding on to these women to to trade. Um and or to use as sex slaves. Or or to, yeah, or to to do the three snake dance.
1: Yes, The Dance of the Three
0: Snakes. The Dance of the Three Snakes. Man, i was <laughs> so curious about that, this whole damn movie. And when I finally found out what it was, I was like,
2: ew. ew. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel icky. Like, I was waiting for that. God. The...
0: Did Sandell Bergman not look a shit ton like a blonde Katie Seagal in this? Oh yeah, I can see that. It was uncanny to Not me. Not all the time, a but lot. periodically, there were times I was like, "What?"
2: The uh, there's a part in this movie where I guess his buddy—it's the buddy from the bar, right? Where the, the guy that's like, "There's too many damn women." Yeah, the and old guy, Looney. Yeah, comes in and like literally, this guy's like talking about there's too many damn women, and how he wants to kill him with a RPG, right? And like. Right around that time, I got this news report on my phone about that judge or that guy that, like, killed the judge because he was, like, a men's rights activist and basically also didn't like women. And I was like, "Uh, that's weird. (laughs) It was a very weird attachment of real life to a movie that was completely ridiculous, and it totally pulled me out of the movie. Uh, I was like you know what I think it's time to pause the movie and maybe get back to to it again
0: yeah as if the the frog people or the completely batshit premise wasn't enough to take you out of it
2: well yeah but like this one guy was just a little bit it was like uh, someone actually killed somebody's family and I was like it was also like 2 in the morning when I got this note but yeah there was uh, that and then that's what Greg I, does it 2 in the morning he watches these shitty movies I do that's that's usually when I am watching them. You you will notice when my I get my when you guys get the messages when I am saying random crap. It's always at like two a.m. or three or like one thirty. The oh, uh, you mentioned him having sex. There was a line that came up a lot in the beginning of the movie, and then not so much at the end. But how he could actually have sex working this device, and I was hoping it would keep going throughout the movie. Do, do you know what the do you remember the line? And they're like, "How do you have sex in that thing?" Mm-mm. They kept saying it has a flap. Uh huh and i was no. hoping and like every like it, they said it like at least three times before and then like the movie turned into frog time i was like oh man i was hoping there'd be a little more cuz i i really wanted this episode to be called it has a flip
1: when when she looked at the frog print or at the at the guy and just gave up and was like cuz she had no idea how to do the dance of the three snakes and she's just like oh <laughs> moderner ballet modern or i was ballad, like you got to yeah. be fucking kidding me yeah. <laughs>
0: That was also, there were, there were so many little lines in this where you, you, it may, it reminded you that it knows what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, this was the movie with Rowdy Roddy Piper. This
0: isn't a movie trying to make some serious political statement. Like, it's just a goofy kind of, kind of movie. Unless Greg, you found out otherwise. Then, uh.
2: It was supposed to be way raunchier, is what I found out.
0: Oh, I, I cannot I'm imagine. <laughs> Especially after like you told us the story raunchy. of a, a 14-year-old Donald G. Jackson pervert ass. I'm surprised. Well, was yeah, a, a ran, the writer,
2: Randall Frakes.
0: Oh, okay, Randall Friggs.
2: I, I This that, is not going to be a surprise to you. The movie was written in six days.
1: Oh, go figure.
2: It was filmed in 19 days. That yeah. also that includes getting all the frog costumes made, mind you. Uh, Those were like yeah. some of the frog costumes. Yeah. yeah, it was planned to be a straight to video movie, which is a big deal in 1988 with a budget of three hundred thousand dollars. But then they decided to make it a it released to theaters movie, and they they upped the budget by ten percent. So whatever that is, um, three hundred and thirty. There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> Rob knows
2: sure. that. I don't know shit. Yeah, so they, they did that. Uh, this movie was written... Uh, well, it wasn't written, but in 19... This is kind of a story of them. Uh 1978, a pair of young wannabe filmmakers made a 12-minute 35-millimeter short called Xenogenesis, which you can find on YouTube, by the way. The other artist was a guy named James no. Cameron. Uh, no, it was James, James Cameron's first movie. Uh, and... He, He, of course, worked with Randall Frakes and helped him out. There was supposed to be an opening scene in this movie that was supposed to be a motorcycle chase, including a stuntman who invented a motorcycle that would, like, flip over on its own and then land right side up so they could cut the scene without, like, having to break the motorcycle. Sweet. I want one. But they – yeah, right? But they they cut that – they didn't allow that scene to be filmed because of budgetary reasons, and James Cameron, fresh off of Aliens and uh, Terminator, was like, I'll pay for this, but it didn't actually help – uh, there's a, like the people involved in this movie are actually bigger than you would think. Like Randall Frakes did some of the effects on escape from New York. And he's a he nine feet tall. Yes. He's very big, he's bigger than you think. Uh, do you think that they enjoyed the results of their, the frog, nine feet of their long. do you think they enjoyed the results of their frog movie? Yes. When they saw
1: it. I hope they did. Cause I enjoyed the results of their frog movie. I thought it was ridiculous. The, the the frogs, I, I thought they did a great job costuming the frogs. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you go into the movie not expecting much, the movie's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to realize yep. that his name is was, like, Sam Hell. What? Like, no, what? Sam Hell? <laughs> yeah, Sam like Hellman? I, <laughs> I,
2: I did not realize that for a very long time. Like, embarrassing long. Probably three quarters of the way through.
0: That's embarrassing.
2: It is. You it should
0: probably just bleep that whole part out. <laughs> that's a huge part yeah it does it in the damn
2: thing They, uh, they, when they first watched the movie with a the, uh, uh, theater group basically with all of the cast and crew they said the movie dropped like a 10 ton stone in a month I hated it hated it looking at it was like staring at my wrecked career uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait was that one of the actors that said that the writer Randall oh, Frakes. God. Uh my last that's actually when he said the thing that about the, uh, the girl, but he did, uh, he said that it was over, but later on he realized when they did, when Roddy Piper passed away, rest in peace, they did realize that this movie actually had a following because they did a, a couple movie nights where they had this movie play. And then, uh, uh, what's, uh, they live and it, uh, People were cheering, and he said he was very happy that people were laughing at the parts that he had written to be funny, which is a big deal for a writer. When you write something, you're like, oh, this is funny. And everyone's like, oh, this is serious. That's a problem. So they well, did. It, it helps if people are just laughing the whole movie. That is true.
1: With the movie, not at the movie, and at the movie. Hell. Well, I, I think that both happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. There were times you were laughing at the movie, and there were times you were laughing with the movie. But for the most part, yeah. you were laughing for a large portion of the movie. There's
0: sometimes where you were uncomfortably laughing. The, <laughs> dude, the part where oh, okay. the, <laughs> the frog woman comes on to him. Yes. I was <laughs> dying. That was yeah. so damn funny. And just his reaction, his
2: reaction was so. There was a few scenes where you mentioned his wrestling experience, like Mm -hmm. that. That scene particular was one of them, where like his facial expressions were very much right out of uh, you know a a wrestling match. Yeah, exactly, Roddy Piper. And like the the one point when he gets hit when the groin thing happens and his eye gets to go crossed for a second. Oh, that was (laughs) such a like, like
0: get kicked in the balls, eyes go crossed, and you kind of stumble around
2: grabbing
1: yourself and then you fall over Yep. and he's like i i did this to get a break from getting hit in the balls what the hell
2: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: what in the sam (laughs) hell
2: (laughs) so we've what did you guys love about this movie was there anything that you were like man this is this is the type of movie that i want to watch for something what was is there anything you guys like absolutely loved about this roddy piper
1: yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I was gonna say Roddy Piper. I mean, yeah. it's it's not They Live because I I mean I really love They Live, but right? right. it's it's not They Live, but it's definitely a a worthy entry into the Roddy Piper mystique, if you will. For sure, he he is definitely a lot of fun to watch. He has done he's done some very entertaining shit. Um, but yeah, without question, Roddy Piper is is what I loved
2: about this movie. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the earnestness of the movie, but that of course lies in Roddy Piper, especially yeah. when they're like, Yeah, you have to have sex with ladies' women. And it, he doesn't play it like, oh yeah, woohoo. It's more like oh, do I? Like he has that more Roddy Piper kind of cockiness where he's yeah, like and that yeah.
1: scene at the end where he realizes what he's in for is he turns around and looks at the car full of women and he's like, "Ah, Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It,
0: well Yeah, it at it, some point seemed like it could be very piggish and chauvinistic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then no, he's 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 got a heart. He's got a conscience like you know this this isn't this isn't so bad.
1: I mean, yeah. he talks numerous times about how can I do that if I'm not in love? And I'm like, what? yeah.
2: <laughs> Rob is like, "I'll show you.
1: <laughs> Come here, buddy." <laughs> Uh, as yeah. for the things, this that, movie
2: that,
0: would not be worth a, a a good gosh darn if Roddy Piper wasn't in it. No, I wouldn't all. even. You no, know. I, w- I w- would have just
1: gone right by. I mean, God, could you imagine Nick Cage in this role? Yes, <laughs> I <to> th- yes, <laughs> actually I could. He's actually the only other person <laughs>
2: that I would seen like to see. <laughs> oh <laughs> God, Cheddar Goblin Jimmy, Cheddar Goblin, can't wait. <laughs> uh, things that There's we hated I carry
0: that fucking thing around everywhere I go uh, <laughs> is there anything I hated about this movie no
2: yeah I, I would have said the chauvinistic thing but it didn't it turned it, a corner real it quick didn't, it hinted yeah, It never and, really materialized yeah it didn't
0: hold it didn't stick and
1: uh and I'm very glad for that mm-hmm. yeah yeah. there was definitely a moment where it was like uh, OK, we're not going there. We're yeah, good. Like, oh,
0: thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want my memory of Roddy Piper sullied. Uh, is there anything yeah. you hated about it, Rob?
1: No, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, this this for me, this movie was pretty much fun from start to finish. It, it it just like I said, you can't go into this movie expecting anything. I mean, you just you. Just, I mean, it's a movie about a town filled with frog people. So, I mean, go into it, have some fun, maybe have a couple of drinks while you're watching it. You'll yeah. enjoy the shit out of this movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I have to say something I didn't like, it was like a little disjointed at times where it did seem like a couple movies mushed together. But that added to the fun of watching it. Mm-hmm. So Take a shot every time he gets hit in
1: the balls or gets shocked. You'll have a great time.
2: Oh, and one shot whenever he says it has a flap Uh, for the second week in a
0: row this is a movie that mentions the disbanding of the dodgers really yeah (gasps) Um, that's weird in dark star the um frozen colonel or captain says how are the dodgers doing and the spaceman, I don't know which one says, "Oh, the Dodgers disbanded like ten years ago." Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then this one <laughs> mentioned something. Oh, since the Dodgers well, weren't,
1: weren't the Dodgers a big team in the late seventies, early eighties?
0: They won the uh, World Series in nineteen eighty eight, the year that the film came out.
1: Oh, yeah. okay.
2: And of course, these movies are all made in Los Angeles. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's uh, I would say it's worth a a watch. It's a uh, thousand percent because most people will not know about this movie, and no. people like apocalypse movies, people like weird crap like that. If uh, apparently we like talking frogs,
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we like frogs in general. I think. I mean, I guess so. You're talking about
2: psychomania. You're talking about frogs. Whatever other Ashley. Uh, Ashley uh, alligator had frogs at the beginning. I think it did. Yeah. We're like Um, on our fourth frog movie.
0: Yeah, we are. Uh, This is the give me frogs podcast.
1: (laughs) I am. I am totally going to make us watch night of the were frog. Now it's on, it's on Amazon. There you go. There you go. Nice. Okay. This week and every
0: week on the give me frogs podcast it's (laughs) frog week.
2: Son of bitch. Uh, (laughs) What? What do we? uh, Anything else we have to say about this frog movie? (laughs) Nothing. No. No.
1: I I think we've pretty much covered it. Watch it. Yeah. Check it out.
2: Watch it with your friends. Have a
0: couple of drinks. Make a drinking game out of it.
1: Hell yeah, dude.
2: Well. Oh, the question: Should they remake this movie? Should it have continued? Should it have a resurgence? What, what, what do you got there, Jimmy? What was the thing? It was R.I.P.
0: Uh, remake, Re- rest in peace, or revival? I'm gonna say revival, revival is
2: the revival is now, the uh, exact movie being rewatched by people, correct? Yeah,
0: it's it's the same movie, uh, kind of regaining well
2: maybe regaining popularity.
0: Regaining popularity or gaining more of a following than it previously had. Yeah. Talking about midnight showings, drive in showings. Oh god, this would
2: be so much fun at the end speaking of it would be an outside movie where there are actual frogs.
1: I don't know if I can handle that. Revival. Revival. I'm gonna say revival as well. Absolutely. I I think that's across the board. I think I think we're all in on the revival the revival choice nice now well
0: it, i was just going to say a couple of references in in pop culture um it's season 5 episode 3 of family guy uh is entitled hell comes to mm mhm kohog is it kohog it is kohog it is kohog uh hell comes to kohog the town that the uh, family guy takes place in. And also, you
1: totally reminded me of the Jamaican lady who always calls it Quayhog.
0: Quayhog. <laughs> uh, there's a sequel to this called Return to Frogtown. And Lou Ferrigno is in it. Somebody who's also mm. been green. Mm.
1: I'm not sure nope. how I feel about that,
0: though. I don't feel much of anything about that. No piper. A,
2: so it so Frogtown Two Was that what year was that? Was that the nineteen ninety six one? No, that was like Captain Frog of the Frog People or something. there were some just like weird. <laughs> There's been multiple sequels but, yeah. because there was Toad Warrior that was nineteen ninety six, and then Max Hell Frog Warrior, two thousand two.
0: <laughs> no, there was a uh, return to Frogtown.
2: Uh there, there was a bunch of different titles. Out. If you look like if you click on all of them, there's like a bunch of different titles. But he had a thing. So one of them had a, a fetish for buttoned up women on buttoning and the <laughs> one other of them one had a
1: fetish for frogs.
2: Yeah. And, and apparently.
0: Who are your top five wrestlers turned actors slash rock stars not named Dwayne Johnson
2: or John Cena? So because, At first, when you did that, yes, I was like, damn it, because those would be one and two. And then I realized, yeah, that would be stupid if all of us have the same one and two. So
1: good call on that one. I still think we're going to have a lot of crossover.
0: I, I think so. I, I've got to thank our, our patrons uh, for kind of helping to shape this question because, yeah, they would have been one and two across the board. They're They're probably the most accomplished ones. Out there, so uh, we're just going to say that yes, they're up there, but that's not who we're going to focus on
2: for our list this Cause, uh Because the Rock is pretty much on the uh, wrestler turned actor uh, Mount Rushmore.
1: Oh yeah, without question.
2: And John Cena, not too far behind. When he focuses fully on acting, I'm sure he will be. So, yeah, you know, I
0: just okay. saw him in a commercial. For uh, insurance or
1: something.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: I got a lot I, on here. I think so, John Cena still got a long way to go. But to be fair, The Rock did as well when he first started. So That is true. Yeah. Yeah, he stuck with it. God bless him.
0: I
2: uh, certainly so, gained so out of me.
0: Well, I tell you what. How about we start off with somebody we might talk about later? And then is Matt. Excellent. <laughs> oh, Matt. Yes, Matt or Jubels as we uh we refer to him as well has submitted his list and I'll just go ahead and jump right in number 5 is going to be stone cold steve austin number 4 is stone
2: cold setsa that's
0: the bottom line number 4 is going to be andre the giant number 3 mr chris jericho uh who also fronts the band Fozzy. Uh number two, the big show. And number one is going to be Mr. Dave Bautista.
2: Yes. <laughs> Dave okay. Bautista. Police officer, wrestler, actor.
0: The next list also comes from a patron, and this patron is one of unusual size. Mr. Alec, his list provided some explanation as well. Number five is going to be Kevin Nash, Super Shredder, and John Wick.
1: And the uh, big Russian guy from the Punisher movie. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Number four, Roddy Piper. He wrote, They Live is that good. Number three, Jesse the Body Ventura. Mm -hmm. Ain't got time to bleed. From the movie Predator. Number Mm -hmm. two, Andre the Giant. Number one, Mr. Dave Bautista. Nice. Mm. I'll go ahead with mine. Number five, Jesse the Vadi Ventura. Number four, Dave Bautista. Number three, Mick Foley. What was he in? He's been in a bunch of stuff. He had a a TV series. He's in some Santa Claus movie. But he made my list from the movie Big Money Hustlers, (laughs) where he plays Cactus (laughs) Sack. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, That is an absolutely ridiculous movie made by the insane clown posse. That's actually pretty funny. Number two, Andre the Giant. Absolutely classic role in The Princess Bride. My mm-hmm. number one is going to be Roddy Piper. Wow.
2: They I want a different direction than some of you guys, I think. classic.
0: Yes. So who would like to go next
2: for our I guess question I of go. the week? I think I'll go. Go, Greg. Go, Uh, Greg! Do it. Do it, girlfriend. Because there was only one little tiny bit of... uh, Orchid. He was only in one thing, but I do have to mention him. George the Animal Steel was in the (laughs) movie Ed Wood, and he was awesome in it. I bet. Uh, Jesse Ventura I knew was going to be on everyone else's list, so I did bump him down, but probably should have been a little higher for Predator, but I'm going to go with my actual favorite wrestler of all time. Rob, do you know who my favorite wrestler of all time is? The Fabulous Mula. That is not true. But it is something that you could see clearly
1: on this day. Edge. The the day of my daughter's wedding. You come to me and ask for...
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. On this day. Anyway, Edge was in the show Vikings. He is my favorite wrestler of all time. He was in a full season. I think season four. And I had no freaking clue it was him. That's Until after. I was like, that guy looks familiar he was actually really good that? yeah he also was a villain on flash so he is up and coming but he'll be my number five uh number four kevin nash was of course super shredder he was francis and john wick and in magic mike he was tarzan which as my wife was watching magic mike i looked over and i was like is that kevin nash she's like huh and he was in of course the punishers so that's four uh number three i'm gonna go with when I, I move things around here Number three, uh, Lenny Montana. Do we run into him? Lenny Montana was a wrestler, went by many different names. Lenny Passifaro, Chief Chuecki and the Zebra Kid. However, he was, in fact, the feared Luca Brasi, bodyguard of Vito Corleone in the Corleone family in The Godfather. Mm-hmm. He was a wrestler. Uh, oh, but he was, right. uh, so everyone knows the name Luca Brasi, and when you just did the Godfather thing right there, I was like, oh shit, he must have that on his list. <laughs> But he was, in fact, a wrestler. Uh, Number two, Andre the Giant. But not for the Princess Bride. That was just mainly because he was Bigfoot in The Six Million Dollar Man. I'm kidding. kidding. Uh, And uh, Dave Bautista, number one, Blade Runner, My Spy, Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's my number one wrestler-turned-actor, Dave Bautista. Not just because I'm scared he'll put me through a table if I didn't pick him.
0: Yes, because I'm sure he's listening.
1: He might. Hey, it could happen. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he, might he's be, in he might
1: be on a trip to Austria
2: <laughs> we, we have billboards of our podcast all over <laughs>
1: Austria for some reason <laughs> um, well I'll go ahead and do my five I I did have Batista on the list but he's all the way down at number five He, I feel like he has kind of found his niche I think he's far better um, in the comedic roles Mm-hmm. I think he does have a decent delivery. He's very good at, at the the role of Drax, so he he's got great delivery for that. I think he's found a niche with his with his comedic roles. His other stuff, he he to me he seems more of just a a big body just kind of stand there and grunt. Loved <laughs> him in Blade Runner.
0: I thought no, that was a they role of his in
1: Blade Runner. It's he was he was also the uh, and just. Oh, I didn't see. Tone. It was twenty forty nine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't was, see that one. It was a punch in the stomach. But he mm-hmm. was also in that um, the the hotel movie for the ah yes, yeah. He was he was the orderly for what was it? Jodie Foster. Okay, yeah. Anyway,
2: anyway. what was that movie called? It was like Hotel. I want to say Hotel Hell, but that's not right. No, it was like the Hitman movie, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, sorry. Go on. My number four is one that nobody mentioned, but I have a fond memory of several of his movies from when I was younger. And that's going to be Hulk Hogan. One of his big movies that I remember from the 80s was No Holds Barred, Mm -hmm. which he starred with uh, Tiny, who Mm -hmm. was an actor turned wrestler. Yeah, so no, yeah, Actor turned wrestler, started out as an actor, went into the wrestling ring for a little bit. I don't think he lasted long, but so Hulk Hogan's my number four. My number three is going to be Rod- Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Absolutely love his movies. My number two is going to be a man who actually did fairly well. I thought in, in the theater realm. And that's Jesse Ventura. He actually had several serious roles and I, he for what he was playing, I thought he did great. But it should be no surprise who my number one is. Wrestler turned actor in my personal favorite movie of all time, and that's Andre the Giant. Yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's a there's a lot to be said for him in that role because it's yeah. not easy for him to do that kind of role because he had him to th- do
0: shit at that point.
2: Well, no, it's just even like he has a thick it's hard for him to act because he has a very thick accent and a very mm-hmm. deep voice. So mm-hmm. it's hard to emote. Right. And yet, and yet he's became a
1: lovable character in that role. He was he was probably the most lovable character in the entire movie. I i mean, Fezzik kind of just like steals your heart in the movie. You just love Fezzik. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's my number one. Nice.
0: And the movie you guys were trying to figure out is Hotel Artemis. That's, That's it. A, yeah. Yeah. So the research department has just informed me. We do Thank not you, pay Mr. those guys <laughs> enough. Guys, well, it's not quite the end of the episode yet. No,
1: <laughs> it is not. Because
0: <laughs> we are belatedly celebrating our friend, Matt. He is not only a patron, but he is a good friend of ours. Matt, a.k.a. Jubals. Well, sir, this list is devoted to you. And the five things that each of us came up with may or may not be true.
1: I'm going to say that we should change it up and do kind of a round robin kind of thing. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Where we each give one and then we start over again. See, these are
2: actual facts about our patron, Matt, also known as Jubals. Just actual things about him, right? Definitely not made up in any way, shape, or form, correct?
1: Absolutely not. These are 100% true. So,
2: how about, do you you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. All right,
0: I'm going to go ahead and start with one that's uh, definitely true. Uh, Matt can kick your ass and uh, beat you at disc
1: golf. That's true. Probably true. That's true. Uh, Well, it might be half true. I'll let you decide which half.
2: All right, who wants to go next? Uh, well, since I know he can beat my ass, um, I, I'm pretty sure no one wants to know that uh, one time he almost drowned. Uh, he was yep. trying to rescue a canoe full of Girl Scouts. No, oh. really? Oh. Uh, yeah, he almost drowned. Really it turned out they, they weren't even in trouble. Oh. But, um, but what's, the good news of this is they all got special badges afterwards because they were able to take care of him and they were able to console him as he wept uncontrollably on the shore. Some of them even got special badges, were able to uh, clean the urine out of his pants.
1: So very nice. Oh, well. Yeah. well that that was very helpful of that. Very event. good. Yeah. Yeah, good for them. There there was also one time where he lubed up a slip and slide for a block party with nothing but his snot. Now, unfortunately, really? oh. it was far more slick than water, so there were some injuries and as a result his family had to move. <sighs> Explains why he's traveled
2: so much. Yeah. It does. Yeah. True. That's that's not a good idea. No, not. <laughs> yeah. What what else you got about Matt there, Jimmy?
0: So, guys, I'm not not sure if you were actually aware of this, but uh, Jules is the chapter president of the Jonas Brothers fan club. I knew it. Well, hang on. It's three different states. Two different countries. Other than our own. The other one is Iceland. Hmm. So.
2: Ya, ya, ding dong. Ya, ya, ding dong. Indeed. Well, it's it's nice to know about Matt, but it's also nice to know about his family.
0: Hmm. All right.
2: And one of the things about his family is they are world-renowned uh, beaver scientists. Ah, yes. Yes. And uh, that's officially a Castor Canadineseologist. Hmm. Uh, okay. But so I guess after i mean his family was up there doing some studies on beavers Yep. and uh he ended up being, yeah and he ended up being born in an abandoned beaver dam all right and so i guess his mom was doing some sort of study on the uh the, on beaver nightmares yep. and sleeping patterns and her water yeah. broke and she rushed into a beaver dam and matt was born yeah naturally yeah so now that we've talked about uh his history uh and as a beaver scientist uh, rob
1: what you got um well relating to to his animal birth um he actually does spend every third saturday dressed as a cow utters and all in a pile of furries yiffing and Mm. i'll I'll let you google that i will not google that i will not do that (laughs)
2: um but it's a pretty guy listeners out there who don't know rob uh, it's a pretty good idea to never Google anything Rob asks you to Google. <laughs> <laughs> never. Uh, ever. That might
1: be solid advice.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, Jubal's actually has to have custom shoes made because, as he puts it himself, uh, his, quote, terrible claw feet uh, <laughs> make it difficult to find uh, shoes in normal stores. Mm. Understandable.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I know the. I know the pain.
0: It's like being left-handed in school. They never. They they have that. You know, you, you can never find a left-handed mitt. So I get it.
2: Yeah, it's rough. Well, his very first special dream. You know the special dreams that people have. Yeah. The very first mm-hmm. one Matt ever had, uh, he was wearing a metal bikini and he was chained to a space slug. It, it oh. was rush. It was Rush Limbaugh. See what I
1: did there? Political mm-hmm. humor.
2: But that that's that's he's never yeah. been the same since
1: and and in case you're wondering when he's chained up his <laughs> safe word is arenaceous
0: Erinaceous
1: it's a hard r- word to remember I think
0: that's the point yeah no maybe it's not I don't know <laughs> I don't have one
2: I'll let you Google that one too I will not again <laughs> do not ever Google anything. <laughs> Yeah, she does, Google. Uh, Jimmy, uh, uh, that was yours, right? That was mine, yes. So, Jimmy, you are up again. What is your number two?
0: Well, not only does he, he he comes from a a line of celebrated beaver scientists or uh, caster
2: Canadians. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I actually made up that word, by the way. Caster can, Canadians, can, can, uh, Canadian theologists. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's actually a, a business owner. Um, really? Yeah, he operates a, a a chain of convenience stores called Superstop Stop that um, they only sell expired lemons. That's a
2: <laughs> no, very, shit.
0: Yeah, it's a very a niche
1: market, but very specific. Uh, you mm. know, but if you find the right location. I mean, you, lemons can get pricey every once in a while. Yeah, Especially
0: they can. You ever try to buy a lemon from
2: a liquor store? They're like a dollar. Yeah. Go get an expired one. Already has a little bit of alcohol already in it because it's expired.
0: 30 cents, a little fermented.
2: Goes Boom. very well in your genes. work, Matt. Well, uh, Matt, this is weird. Never eaten cereal. Really? Never even. Yeah, never. No, we don't know if he's allergic to it. Just has never, ever eaten cereal. What about no? oatmeal? just dry cereal never eaten cereal it's never if it comes if it comes in a box if there's a toy surprise no cereal wow
1: yeah it's tough that's very sad it's a rough (laughs) life um also of note as a child he once contracted pink eye after visiting a petting zoo his parents were unsure what had happened until he started talking about how all the animals had these buttons under their tails that made every one of them jump every time he pushed it
0: Oh, oh man Ugh. You know, the, the things you don't learn until
2: you're an adult. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean that's how you get pink, pink He's learned to wash his hands since then, right? I don't know. Does he have COVID? <laughs> I am not sure. He doesn't, but guys, did you know that he actually has a rap
0: album? I don't no, shit.
2: Yeah, you find it. it, it? Uh, What's it called?
0: Well, it's called the Twelve Days of Pissmas. Oh god. <laughs> it's a, a holiday-themed hip-hop album. Um, it also came with... Uh, well, you could purchase um, its accompanying VHS-only dance instruction video called "Sweating Through the 40s. Hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very
0: interesting. Yeah,
2: let's mm-hmm. Look that up. Is that on... Uh, how can I ever hear that?
0: Uh... You know, places and stuff. Beaver dams.
2: <laughs> beaver dams.
1: <laughs> well, go to your local beaver
2: dam. It's it's a good thing that he has all of these businesses and side projects because he has a very expensive hobby. Oh yeah, what's that? He collects uh, celebrity testicles. No shit. He does oh. like jars with them, like a little bit of liquid, some jars in it. Uh, he does his most prize. It's it's a hard thing because like you have to wait for the celebrity to die. You have to, and there's only two testicles, no. on most of them for. You know, for them. Uh, so his most prized possession is the Ernest Borg 9. Oh, oh right. Yeah, keeps that one right next to his bed. Uh, he is still sad. He, if you ever mention it, in fact, I wouldn't mention it to him. He got outbid for the Lance Armstrong. That's a that's a rare one. Lance Armstrong's still alive.
1: Oh. Yeah. A little touchy,
2: yeah. Yeah, very touchy. Nice. I would not talk to him about that. In fact, every time he sees like a, one of those yellow bands on people's arms, he he yeah. has to step away. Sounds like a pretty uh-huh. tender subject. Yeah, yeah, he's nuts about it.
1: <laughs> mm. Oh, but I'm pumped. Shh. Yes, well, I know how he affords that shit because. Yeah, who does that? yeah, well, he he did briefly work as an actor. Um, mm and he actually applied for the role of Deadpool and but after finding out he'd have to eat chimichangas in addition to tacos he actually threw the script on the floor dropped trow and took a shit on it mm. then he actually threw it at Ryan Reynolds who was reading for the role of SpongeBob now <coughs> as a result Ryan Reynolds has a restraining order and SpongeBob was actually removed from the Deadpool movie so thank you Jubels i am uh, i think- i, vi- I
2: visualized literally every second of that <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I think I'll sleep very well tonight. <laughs> well, see, all of this could be you guys out there. Listeners, you too could have top five lists about you made up for your birthday or late. If you sign up late, uh, just by becoming a patron. Uh, again, uh, patreon.com slash give me five podcast. The five dollar range And all of this could be yours. could be part of our Discord chat where you chat with us and chat about all the fun things we're about to watch and review. You have early Mm -hmm. access to the top five list and a special birthday episode where we get to do a top five list about you.
0: That may or may not be true.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's all true. Yeah, it's all true in this case. So – Check us out. And of course, there are higher ranges that have other fun things. Uh, the, the Patreon, the patrons, I always do that. The patrons yeah, did can. unlock, I believe our very first special, which is going to be a patron only episode, which we have to figure out how we're going to do and post. Mm-hmm. So that will be coming up next month. Yep. It'll be a nice uh, little extra hour of the give me five podcast for the patrons. More casual. And it'll be a fun little conversation about probably all the stuff that we just want to we talk about, you know, off the air. And it'll be fun. So thank you, patrons. We look forward to making fun of you 15 times with all of our Gibby Fivalists.
0: And nobody making fun of nobody. We're just stating
1: facts. True, true. Straight up facts.
2: A very special thanks to our patron
0: of unusual size, uh, aforementioned Alex Salamita. Well, thank you so much for your support. Why are you using his government
1: name?
2: Alec. We will uh, be he will be joining us in as a patron of uh, unusual size in two weeks. Uh, We're going to have a shark week Mm. of our very own. Where we are going to actually review a good movie in two weeks, uh, Jaws, with him joining us. That is one of his favorite movies. And we are mm. going to we're going to take that on. It's going to be hard because we're not used to doing good movies.
0: Yes, I think we're going to need a bigger boat, gentlemen.
1: Yes, I think we might also should buffet that with some terrible shark movies. Oh, we're going to do that, too. So side a terrible shark movie. Side B, a good shark movie. Hell yeah.
2: Rob, Rob how can people get in touch with us and tell us uh, which terrible shark movies to watch?
1: Well, if you'd like to give us a hint as to which terrible shark movie you'd like us to watch, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, giveme5podcast at gmail.com. Hey, and you know what? You can also go directly to our very own website. That's right, it's giveme5podcast.com. And, guys, as always, please leave us a review on iTunes, whatever podcast app you're using. It helps other people find us. It helps us stand out. And it just generally helps us out. And we think good things about you when you do it. We say less terrible things. Uh, Do you know what movie we're going to watch next week, Rob? Well, I was thinking of considering – I I was thinking of considering (laughs) – I was considering keeping the whole wrestling thing going and doing no holds barred with Hulk Hogan next week. Oh yeah. Do I do it? Is 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 that something that we want to do? Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get away no from hold- these GD frogs. No holds barred it is. That's going to be Extra. a trip down memory lane. It was either going to be that or Red Sonya, so Red Sonya
2: has too many frogs. I don't know if it has any frogs, I've never seen it. Nice. Okay, guys, thank you for listening.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Good morning, a good afternoon, and good night.